Okay, so the thing is, is like, um, I want to kind of stick to my script because I know with the whole corporate thing, I'm going to have to do snippets because the people that I want to do it with are not, like, some of them aren't even here. Like, one girl's not coming back from Florida till Tuesday, so I'm going to have to go meet up with her, so that's going to have to be, like, snippets. But the only reason why is because, like, I've been doing real good in my life without ancient niggas. Hold on, you know what, let me introduce myself because I'm recording. Um... So, this is is the creator with um, Things We Talk About Naked podcast episode number one. Now, we're going to try to talk about being a black woman in corporate America, but we just have so much more material on how and why niggas ain't shit. So, we're going to leeway into that somehow at some point during this episode. Um, I have with me... The magnificent and marvelous. We're gonna not use our real names clearly because some of us, like I said, are in corporate jobs. Vivian. We got Viv in the house. You know, she's a certified boss bitch and she's gonna say what she needs to say and she's gonna say what she means and mean what she say. And we have the also magnificent. I'm just gonna call myself Sydney on this one. I feel like she doesn't have much of my alter egos. <laughs> Sydney, I love it. Okay, so we got Viv and Sid, and um, so Sid is actually the one who's gonna give us our her little input on her corporate life, because um, me and Viv, we out here just living our regular regular lives, just trying to get a paycheck. <laughs> we ain't in this corporate world now i want the perspectives to be like of a black woman in corporate america because we have so many different roles like in real life like black girl magic is a real thing like we're fucking amazing and we kind of dominate anything else that's going on except for the corporate world which is crazy because we built a lot of those men in that's pretty much it so we're the foundation but essentially we are the least respected when it comes to the corporate world least respected indeed outside of being a woman but we are also of color they're like why is she here and we are a threat to a lot of people i think is really It is not uncommon to change your hairstyle two to three weeks or maybe a month, depending on the budget. Exactly. If you're in corporate America, for me, it was every two weeks. Oh, and hello. it was always an install or frontal, you know, some type of wig, right. closure, some braids. And it's always the men. Oh, my goodness. I, you know, I can't believe your hair is so big and poofy when it, you know, when you <gasps> oh took your braids God. down. Like, I didn't, I wouldn't think that your hair is so curly. And I'm like, it's a wig. <laughs> Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I literally gosh. just woke up this morning and put this on. I secured my edges. I put my <laughs> on and I got here as quickly as I could. And they're like, oh, you know, you change your hair so much. Why is that? Because I can and I will. Creative expression. How fucking low. And my hair, it gets old to me in literally like the first three days. I'm like, you know what? We, what, are we, what are we doing next? Exactly. I'm so the same way. And if a man isn't enough, 
like I had a boss that was literally just trash. He smelled like ass. He itched his ass. He dug in his ass. He would go to the bathroom in like three seconds. And I'm like, so there's no time for hand washing. And one day I got some fresh Conros. I put in my shells. I had some beads. I had some gems. Yes. And he giving us all so long. I'm like, what the fuck are you staring at? Like, I know you're not attracted to me because I know you know I'm not attracted to you. Right. Ooh. He waited till the whole office was clear to be like, <clears throat> said, <clears throat> I love your cornrows. Your <laughs> are amazing. Shit. Did you do them yourself? And I'm like, no, my mother did them. I can't cornrow. Really big stereotype is a black woman out in the corner. Oh, I definitely missed that black girl one one class. I cannot do it, bitch. I can do it <laughs> two three twist. of kinds. Yes, Lord. Yes, I'd be like, bitch, group. I understand I'm the like, concept, but my figures don't understand how to do it. Yes, no. Okay. okay. If I ever get one braid to stick, I'm lit. Like, oh, shit. I mean, for this crochet, because, you know, my mother, you know, sidetrack, because that's what I do. <laughs> I'd be like, mom, can you cover my hair so I can do my crochet? And she'd be yes. like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Bitch, sleep. Yep. I'd be like, mommy, <laughs> it is 10 o'clock. Like, I got to be at work. You know, it takes about an hour to install. It take you an hour to break because you want to talk about shit. Damn. I'd be like, 8 to 10 braids at most, right? 8 to 10 columns at most. What'd she do? she go take a shit talk <laughs> to her boyfriend. Oh, hell. she take a nap. I know. she do three columns and take a nap. Oh, shit. What is you tired of? <laughs> oh, baby, your hair's too thick. Ooh. Oh, what's all this? product why use so much product woman i have very nappy hair and you know this you have the same brillo pad as well like, <laughs> oh my god i'm just I don't understand what it is with moms that do it hair i'm done. like my mom will let her literally let me walk around like raggedy and bald headed for a week for a week i'm like yo my mom's a cosmetologist and nobody looks Ooh. more busted than a mm. hairdresser's child mm-hmm. oh stop but, mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. it's the truth really they have to do everybody else's hair but their baby i cannot believe she let you go to graduation like that i was supposed to talk to you about that like, she's oh. ain't even real anymore okay we're gonna get back to your actual story oh crap um <laughs> how do i even get some of this crochet anyways Doing it takes forever so yes I, yes that b- motherfucker okay so <laughs> he went to the whole office cleared and he was just like your karmas are so nice you know i had what i called myself a jew fro and i'm like are you jewish he's like no and i'm like oh that's strike one you're not jewish and you're calling your hair a jewish fro because it was curly he's he's a racist piece of shit and i'm pretty sure he's on like meth and and cocaine which is something else i'll get into later about for corporate america (laughs) yeah (laughs) trust me and i was looking around to be like you've been sitting like he sat diagonal from me like right behind me too and i'm like you've been turning and breaking your neck to see my hairstyle all day and you wait till all the white people is gone to compliment me and talk about a Jewish fro that you probably did or did not have, like... Oh, shit, I didn't even think of that. It's like, I was working at Rite Aid, and, you know, I decided to let this girl from the block... I'm like, you don't speak like this! Don't be talking to me like you're from no. some type of hood! I was in Dorchester. <gasps> Turf. 
Okay. <laughs> and I asked the girl on the porch if she could do my, my braids for me and I had a, like my car was straight back and oh man, you just took me back. Like I love your hair. You always do something fun and crazy and you know, in a couple of weeks. <laughs> what are you doing next? I'm like, I don't know, I haven't thought it through yet. But thank you. Oh for the my compliment. god. I was like you probably shouldn't say Jufro and just say your hair was curly because it's a little racist, you know that right? Mm. Or my favorite is the females. They just cannot comprehend a weave. And most of them wear clippings and weaves. So I'm like, bitch, I, I did the same shit as you. you. It's not mine. Oh I my went to the store and bought it. And it's just like, I just wish that, like, I could get my hair to curl like you. Like, even if I did a perm, it would never be your curl pattern. I'm like, this isn't even my curl pattern. This is <laughs> synthetic. Like, maybe oh it's a, a fiber God. blend or something. <laughs> So then after a while, you just get tired. You're like, it's a weave, it's a wig. And they're like, how did you do that? There's a bunch of fucking videos on YouTube that you can just type in how to lay down your wig and make it look natural. And you will find how I did it. Some days, it don't even look natural because I don't know how to wake up on time to get anywhere. And I'm like, you know what? We just gonna put some gel on this and, and got to be glue and call it got to be day. <laughs> like, being... I just think it's really sad that that's something that, like, we encounter everywhere. Everywhere. When you're, my hair is like wet and curly, and I was like, "Is that yours?" Mm. Bitch, yeah, I will bitch. fuck you. I paid seven ninety nine. It's my it's shit. To become mine. Right, right. And then if it's straightened, oh, is that a weave? No. Black girls have straight hair too. Yeah. Bitch, I can't have length. I mean, I'm still okay. working on length, but we'll get there one day. Me too, boo. It's like, okay, I'm bald headed. No, yeah. <laughs> shit, weave is my go-to. Yeah, no, that's it. You're right, sis. I'm dip that. Like, I feel like. The problem is, is that they only can appreciate it when they're benefiting from it. Mm-hmm. So if it was genuine, like, I think that what you guys are doing is beautiful, and then you get a bunch of us to say thank you, then it would be great. But instead, it's like, that's great, let's Europeanize it, yep. you know, and, and then it becomes something great. Like, Boxer brain. And I fucking hate that it has to be like that, because, because like maybe in their head they don't even realize that that's what they're doing because like let's be honest how many black supermodels are there not a lot there's not a lot so it's like how do you get to let the people who are kind of like up here in demand know that like okay you can take our styles but you need to go like I don't have to say to the hood but you need to go to UCLA you need mm-hmm. to go to NYC get you some black fashion student girls and yep. do that shit with them yep. that's how you play homage to a culture that's been appropriated mm-hmm. since the day we fucking decided to get taken here you know what I mean mm-hmm. so it's like maybe deep down inside that was their way of showing that they like us however give so many times that has too. not happened the right way it's like yeah. we can't give we can't give you credit for finally doing don't rename right. it that's if you thing. like the style just say I was with my friend say her name you don't have to say the obvious we know she is black we see her skin tone and I loved her hair you know maybe you have a mixed child that's something that's very very common these days it's just like I wanted to do my hair how my daughter's hair was so maybe she wouldn't be bullied about it like that own up to it don't be like okay we're rocking these new you know poof puff and I'm like "It's, it's just it's just a ponytail like it's That's a, a puff. horsey ponytail like you right don't, there. Right? You know, like, we didn't even lay an edge. There's a couple of drops of conditioner in it for a good hold and some gel. But, yeah. like, 
just give us the praise give us the credit and respect it don't try to change it to be something that you can market to the white community like the gold beads why is I think it's Urban Outfitters was selling 14 of them for like $24 in colors. I'm like, I can get that for $1.99 at, at the, the hair store. store. <laughs> Why are you selling these rainbow colored gems to the white girls, marketing them as arts and crafts? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For damn near $24, $25. Well, bitch, you go ahead and you pay that shit, okay? I'm going right down to Washington Street and get my beads yeah. for three bucks. Hello. <laughs> I don't mind seeing like white people or just other people in general with like normally black hairstyles but like if like she said when is the renaming like mm-hmm. i just feel like that's where it's disrespectful yep like especially with someone like kim kardashian oh, who has mixed children yes um who has children that they're gonna have to face racial issues mm-hmm. because they're visibly not white right mm-hmm. and i was like when your daughter gets cornrows and she understands them as a woman of color and you're in the media talking about Bo Derek braids and boxer braids like sweetheart just call them what they have been called for hundreds of maybe even thousands of years yep it's not a style uh, that was necessarily for like beauty it was of convenience yes. to begin with yeah and then we learned how to stylize it and make it beautiful and make it artsy and sophisticated yeah but at the end of the day just give the rest like you guys said give the respect keep it to the where it was started the yep. name yep. at least and don't try to give credit to some other white person yes for the style the trend oh, Derek Grace, get the fuck out of here <laughs> i didn't even hear that yes she's like a bond girl or something like that mm-hmm. and like girl? It, uh, like a james bond girl oh i see okay and she mm-hmm. did this like iconic cornwall style oh excuse me i got a phone call that oh school? okay we're calling the podcast things we talk about naked. Yes. Okay, you know I'm about to get my marketing advertisement going on. Yes, girl, the things we talk about naked. And let me do a little side note um, why I decided to do that. As you guys know, like, number one, sex sells. So people are going to see that and they're going to think nasty shit. And essentially, we will get our little freaky deekies in here every once in a while. But I wanted naked to be a metaphor of, like, being vulnerable and being honest. Like, we have a, we have, like, a lost generation of being real and who you are and that's who I am 100 I am myself 100% every part of the day and I feel like that's all you can be is yourself so that's what the metaphor naked stands for and what more else is vulnerable than being a black person in America Mm. so this is the things that we talk about naked you know love it so much um I wanted to piggyback off of what you said about like your hair. Like, um, I think also is like when they're like, oh, why do you change your hair? Or like, how did you? It's like, if I'm being quite frank, like I changed it because of you. Because mm-hmm. I need to get to work on time. I need to do something that's convenient, but still allowing me to be the creative being that I am. Absolutely. And that's what black women are. We are ex- creators of all things and it's like okay i'm gonna wear my hair in a ponytail but this ponytail is bland mm-hmm. i need to add something to it. i'm gonna put one braid in it and that whole braid is gonna have all types of jewels on it you know what i yeah. mean like it's a lot of creative expression for us and it's like it's if hard. i could have it my way if i was if i wasn't shamed i would come with my 4c nappy ass brillo pad hair every single day but see why do we have to be ashamed i remember when i was interviewing for the job i had faux locks in and i was just like Oh my god. I 
probably should change my hair before I go to this interview because they're probably not going to give me this fucking job because I look too ethnic. Why is that my first thought rather than, okay, make sure your edges are laid or, okay, make sure that you're dressed professionally. The first thing I thought about was changing my hair to a straighter style so that I would be more accepted and I'd have a better shot at getting the job than the next Becky and Sue. Um, Yeah. (laughs) that's some real Um, shit though yeah Uh (laughs) like seriously like why I don't fucking know and I am like as much as I'm loving this conversation I am so like brainwashed by it I relax my hair on a like not daily but like I relax like my (laughs) unless my hair is not slick to the T I don't like my hair now, not to say that I don't love my natural hair or I don't love who I am. It's just I have been conditioned that I need my hair to be slick in order for it to be on what we call fleek. Um, I've been really trying to, like, own it and love it, but, like, I'm accustomed to a certain look that I like. And that look is, um, you know, that look happens to be appraisably European look. <laughs> But you know what? I don't want to say that either because we have to remember our Moroccans. We have to remember our Ethiopians, yes. um, our other West Africans. Those women have amazingly fine hair. I'm not really sure what the like genetics. I don't want to say genetics, but like whatever cultural things that they got going on there as far as like why their hair is so fine. Because at the end of the day, we know that African Americans' hair is fine because we were in the sun a lot and we needed to protect our scalp and all that scientific shit. Um, yeah, for the coarseness. But, you know, don't forget about our Moroccans and stuff. And Yeah. I think because they have that, like, Middle Eastern sort of Arab mix in them is where they get that fineness kind of, like, through generationally. Yep. And they're African, whether they want to admit it or not. Um, UK Verdians, you're African, nigga. Amen. More African than I am. Yep. So let's cut it out for those of you who don't understand what the fuck that means. Because <laughs> y'all get on my motherfucking nerve. Ah. I ain't not black. I'm not black. I'm Cape Verdean. You're right. You're not black, boo. You're African. I'm sorry, sweetheart. Cape Verdean is not a race, sweetheart. <laughs> oh, my God. Facts. Yes. But you couldn't tell them that. They live in their own little community. They have a European complex. They're just yeah. like, I am better than you because my hair can do this as to where yours can unless you're mixed with something I have a language, I have a culture I have community and I have my family I have a friend that I actually met in corporate America (laughs) and he's Cape Verdean and there was a couple of other Cape Verdean girls because we started a little black people group at work so that we would feel like we so had have something to come to some <laughs> yep. support, some, somewhere where you could take your heels off let your hair down and talk about the white fuckery because <laughs> that's all the fuck was going on at that damn job we could drink on the job people would come I to the know. job i was living my best white life bitch yes lord okay i, I was like drink that for <laughs> i used to see that they used to come around with a cart and they sure did and my ass was like two cups thank you and then back to i was work. so jealous but they was working us like slaves, okay? So it's just like, what do you do? I know I was probably a house nigga, and I'ma own up to that because in the real world, the dark my as dark as my skin is, I've been up in on the fields, bitch, with no sunscreen. Okay, <laughs> fucked up, blisters. So I probably wouldn't have been alive. They would have chopped my feet off because I would have ran. Like, <laughs> I know I wouldn't have got far either. You know they would probably would have used my big ass for like some goddamn motherfucking sex. They would use me for sex. 
they'd be like, ooh, big titty woman, you can feed the children. Yes. Like, yep. <laughs> you know, I would have had yep. like six, seven mixed breeds, you know, in like a, oh, you know, a couple Lord of, of couple years. That's terrible. Thank God I was not alive. I would not have been Harriet. Yeah, I don't know. I would have not been Harriet, I tell you that. Okay. No. I don't know what I'm I like. Hey, please, please take me with you. Know you know how Kanye was talking about slavery being a choice. And I was like, you know, that's fucked up. But then I thought about it and I was like, yo, if it was back in the day and Harriet was like, let's go, we about to get free. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you was tripping. Because if Master come and catch my ass, Master, I'm going to get that. There ain't going to be no damn Harriet Tubman. It's just going to be Vivian alone getting whooped. Mm. Okay. Damn. So guess who the fuck waking up on Monday morning getting that motherfucking car? I would have been one foot with a stick. Like I'm coming, Harriet. I'm coming. Oh yeah, I would have been out. Okay, shit. I probably would have died of some disease on the way, but shit, I tried. Damn. I I got some revolutionary in my blood because I would have been like Harriet, bitch. When you hurry up, like. Call up them people on that trail. I'm ready to go, bitch. Like, why is it taking so long, Harry? Why you wait so long? Okay. I just know my life, and I would have got caught up in a bear trap or something. I, <laughs> Ooh, it would not yeah. have been a good, a good escape for me. It First was like of all, a couple of years ago when I met you, you would have been in the house. You wouldn't even have a reason to run. Facts. You wouldn't know how to read and everything, bitch. I okay. Would. I would. I'd be like, Master said I gotta go. I'm going. Okay. No, like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Master beat me. Master whoop me. Okay. In the movie. Um, Belle, who the Belle? Movie about the, the black um, girl oh, who shit, was girl. rich. Mm-hmm. Yes, Belle, it is. Yes. yes, I love what that. What the fuck are y'all talking about? It was, it I saw it on Netflix. It was amazing. Um, called Belle. Okay. And it's about this. She's actually a real person. There's, you can actually see the portrait. Um, she's a young woman. Her father, I believe, was a rich white man in yeah. the UK. Mm-hmm. And he fell in love with a black woman and they mm-hmm. had a child. Yes, he did. And he loved his child, but he died. So he left her in the care of his family, which were white dignitaries. Uh, um, and they loved her. Look at you sounding all sophisticated, bitch. She said dignitaries. Just because she don't work in corporate don't mean she got the culture. Go on, baby. Okay, now. She's educated. Yes. So, um, they loved her, but of course, because of their different types of racism and laws, there were certain things that she couldn't be there and be a part of. Um, and the movie was kind of centered around an issue um, where there was some sort of like legislature going on where these slaves were either going to be freed or not freed from something, I can't remember, but the main focus was that she was going to have a portrait painted. They were going to have a portrait painted of her and her cousin. And she was afraid that because she was black that she would be kind of in the background of the picture mm-hmm. because she never saw a portrait where a black person mm-hmm. or a person of color, since she was mixed, um, was at the forefront. Wow. And she was very hesitant to be in the portrait to do it. But once it was done, she was as equal to her cousin in the photo, well, the portrait. And it, it was a great movie. If oh, you wow. haven't seen it, I would see it. She ended up being of a higher stature than her cousin because she mm-hmm. had more money. Wow. Um, she was a better match. Um, but yeah, it was a great movie. That sounds. Like, so is it kind of is it supposed to have the same kind of fairy tale thing like the actual Belle, or is it no just, no no no? Because no. I mean, it is a real story. Like this is of an actual woman, and um, she's already rich already of stature she'll live she could have lived with or without a husband i believe a very comfortable and happy life Um, so 
actually the person she ended up with, she ended up elevating his life. Like, okay. You know, so, like most black women do, if I might add. Men, we add value bitches. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did she end up with a white man, though? She did. Hmm. She so did. I'm going to piggyback off of that in corporate America and just go on right I mean, back before with you get there, it. To oh, be on. fair, she did not, it didn't, the way the movie played it, she didn't even really have a lot of access to the help. black men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You said the help. I did say the help. It was a time where, you know, even the white people was the help back then. If you was poor yeah. and you couldn't wash your ass, mm-hmm. you yeah. was the help, you know? But, I mean, she didn't really have a lot of access to black men she probably yeah. wouldn't relate well to a to black them. person oh how no because that's she true grew with up all in that money a, like, white household mm-hmm. regardless she wasn't fully taught of her culture no, right not out but that she hair could empathize what happened to her mom though her mom died how she died yeah. oh so At least she died giving birth oh mm, god you know, was back then. Mm-hmm. i know Jesus. no epidural not having birth fatalities but being on top of that just Oh, shit! We gonna have to piggyback on that on a different day. I have to piggyback on my facts to make sure I pronounce every lost soul's (laughs) name correctly. Mm. But back to white people and black people dating. Because let me tell you, Mm. if you don't have a penis in corporate America, you are looked at as less than. But if you happen to not have a penis and have some color of your skin, you better fuck a white man, suck his dick, ride his motherfucking life away. If you want any kind of respect, any not even respect, cause they don't respect you after that. Like no. you going mm-hmm. around opening your legs, opening your mouth, opening every Tom, Dick and Harry, opening up your anal, <laughs> <laughs> your anal cavities to some nigga. Like no, well, if you were in any power position at the company that I worked for, it had to be because you married in. <gasps> I I actually lost out on my well deserved promotion, which is why I left the company. And if you don't promote me, I'm leaving. I know that's the fuck right. Because I didn't have a penis and I was refusing to sleep with anyone in my department. <laughs> no, thank you. No pink penis for me. <laughs> I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. Mixed people are beautiful, but you don't have to be beautiful to be mixed. Like, that's mm. another issue for another day. And I'm like, why hey, is it that man. you had to marry into a family that you may or may not love? I mean, I don't know these women personally, but it's something that I picked up on. I noticed that if you had power, it's because your significant other was white mm. and it's like what happened to the black love in the workplace but speaking of why was everyone at the office either involved romantically or just fucking or married when you're not supposed to engage in sexual relationships with your co-workers in a corporate entity mm. but yet we're having oh it's a magical wedding they met right here at our very own office we're gonna do something grand for them and i'm looking at this girl and i'm gonna call her Susie, and i'm just like Susie, how did you find yourself attracted to paul and she's just like, you know, I was working here, it was really difficult, and we spent a lot of late nights, and, you know, he just started, like, winning me over, and then I noticed that he was giving me more projects, and just, like, he really believed in me. And I'm like, are you confusing sexual encounters with someone believing in your potential? Are you confusing the fact that he is leaving early while you stay late because you're helping him with his workload, and he'll get all the credit? But you're in love because he believes that you're the right person to do the job oh, that he is doing. No, right? And you get no recognition. No. You mm-hmm. get no praise. 
In fact, the only reason that you got his job is because you did his job so well that he got the better job. Yeah. When you are capable of doing his work, bettering his work, bettering his standing in the company, that you should have the job that he now has instead of taking over for something you've already been doing at the same salary you were offered at to do the job that you do. <gasps> Why is that something that you do? Why is that something that is praised? And why, when we invited you to be a part of the black community, you declined because you felt that it was racist. You felt that we were creating segregation by having a community of people who look like us, even though our backgrounds are different. Like, people were from all over the world, but they were still black. Why can't you be a part of that because you married into a white family? Oh, honey child. We all know that that is an extremely touchy subject when it comes to that type of experience. And it's like, it seems racially charged because Mm. when you're in a corporate situation, most of the people there, despite education, despite, you know, whatever sort of things are in place to kind of help people of color get into positions that they rightfully deserve but may not have opportunities towards yeah but for them you know they're having lunch with people and it's not seen as white people having lunch with white people because it's just like oh this is just who i work with and i have to vibe with this person right but if the black people decide i want to have lunch with this person because i actually really vibe with them then it's seen as okay now you guys are segregating yourselves and you won't reach out to us granted sometimes the way and this could be touchy people may or may not like this but it is how i feel sometimes when we label our things purposefully Mm -hmm. it does seem exclusionary and it's because we're not because we're trying to make anybody feel less of themselves it's like we're not celebrated Right. So if you're not going to celebrate me, I want to celebrate myself. Yes. And unfortunately, sometimes that brings on views that feel like because I'm excluded and I don't like that, then this must not be good. Right, right. And it's one of those things where it's like the Black Lives Matter movement. It's not all about nobody else matters. Nobody said that. What we're saying is that, that nobody else is out here being slaughtered like pigs to the you know turn into bacon right and you know running and getting shot like this you know poor young boy right and then villainized to hell yep and just because just because that makes it easier for the world to be okay well we need to make it okay because if we don't make it okay then we have to own up to the bullshit that we've been doing forever yeah and it's one of those things where it's like it's not necessarily fair life isn't fair but again if you're not gonna celebrate it or make me feel comfortable enough that i don't need to have a group of people who look like me so that i can feel some sort of sanity right because we have a completely different lives but similar experience here yeah then of course we're gonna be the ones that vibe with each other we're gonna come together Mm -hmm. and enjoy it nobody's mad at you for doing a coke line in the bathroom with your friends (laughs) just because you don't call it you know the coke club doesn't mean that it is not noticed right but that wasn't even the issue like they understood that we wanted to be heard because there was Puerto Rican groups, there were 
people who paint. There were yeah, a bunch of common groups of things that would bring others together that you could create a group for. But when we created a group for people of color, it was, it was looked at as shocking. They didn't understand it. I remember one of my old managers, I was having lunch with all of the other black people at the office. Well, not all of them. It's a really big company. There's no way for me to know every black person. And he pulled me aside like a couple hours later and he was just like, hey, and he said my real name. He was just like, I looked up and it's just like, do you know every black person who works at this office? And I'm like, I make it my point to know almost every black person. If I see another black person walking, I'm going to say hello and introduce myself. Why would I not? We're at a place where we need to network so that we can advance in the company. You're in a whole different department. What do you do? How do you like your department? What is management like? Can I climb up the ladder there or do I have to work really, really hard to not get noticed? I'm like, why? And he was a half-breed himself. He was Puerto Rican and black. And I was like, yeah, would you like to be a part of the group? You know, you share some of the same cultural the things that we would talk about. You think it's something you want to be a part of? He's like, oh, no. I wouldn't want to be associated with the black people at the office. And I was just like, so do you not want to be my friend because I'm black as well? Because we don't have to. We can keep this at a manager, you know, employee relationship. And I would ask that you never discuss what goes on in the group. Because he was so in- interested. He's like, what do you guys talk about? And I'm like, we talk about what it's like to be black and work for all these white people who do absolutely nothing but still get ahead. And he was, he had the uh, the audacity to be upset that I was honest about it. I have <laughs> nothing to hide. I know that's the We about to talk right. about you next motherfucking lunch because I don't like the way you handle this situation. I know that's right. Ew, oh, I can't. Lord I just cannot. I don't think I would be cut out for that because, like, I work as in a very um, particularly female, like, career field um, where we're teaching, and I can't even deal with the cattiness. Never mind if you're going to mm. add race on top of it. Like, I've never done high school, even when I was. So now that I'm an adult, I was like, yo, there's no fucking way that y'all in here doing petty shit. And we all we supposed to be doing is forming the minds of fucking children. You over here mad hiding markers and shit and materials from that's the sick. closet. Like I was that's sick. I that's I cannot or being mad that my classroom's lit as a bitch. Listen, I take my job serious. I could teach your kids blind. Then the motherfuckers I just I'm good at it. But those women are also my equals too. Like so and I and I also don't see any other woman as competition but I was raised different um but like I think if I was in a corporate setting like if I let's say if I was like the director of those centers I think my my perspective would be a lot different and I do think that I would either quit or get fired from a lot of jobs which I have been because like there's only so much that like my mental can really like push under the rug like because you, if you got to stand for fucking something, like, for real. And it's like, I cannot teach y'all morality. Like, y'all really got to stop. With, I know you're not your forefathers, whatever, and neither am I, my ancestors. But at the end of the day, you are still reaping those benefits. And I am still having those trials. So at the end of the day, what are you doing different? What am I doing different? What am I doing different? I have white friends. And I don't hate all white people. I'm just saying, like, there's a systematic fucking 
injustice that's been going on that's going to keep going on and we will never have the platform for it to get better however you guys could and some of y'all choose to argue straight ass fucking facts like this is not my opinion this shit is facts you have plenty of white people who are on tv right now with a platform telling all of us like this shit is real and we know that once upon a time we were racist and something needs to change because now it's not even really like it's always going to be about black people but now it's not even just black people now it's just niggas who ain't got money and now because it's affecting them because there's a lot of white poor people too mm-hmm. now they want to be like this gotta stop mm-hmm. it should have been stopped when niggas was getting hung and dragged by cars and killed in front of their mothers and raped in front of their daddies like that's when that shit should have been stopped the main issue is why is it still continuing like why in 2018 are you hearing about people left at a tree hanging like it's strange fruit like Mm. there's really no reason for people to say all lives matter it's just redundant like we understand that your life (laughs) matters but are you at jeopardy if you want to do coke and heroin and ecstasy <laughs> and that is your rich white person <laughs> privilege okay the only reason black people was doing crack is because the 80s was a terrible ass motherfucking time and yep. the project was a terrible place to live still is but you chose that yeah we didn't choose to be born black no. we didn't choose to be looked at as not equal because we're in fact more superior than they'll ever be like they just can't own that like I just don't understand how you can't just accept slavery and I don't understand why they want us to stop talking about it it's just like do we not have to learn all of the presidents of the United States and is that not history it just happens to be white history because for so many years there wasn't a black president I mean do I mean we like we always have to learn about the Holocaust. Yeah. You don't tell the Jews to stop. Ain't mad about that. You know? It's Hitler's like, a terrible person in your eyes, so why are slave masters not a terrible person in your eyes? I think that, and another thing that really pisses me off, is like, anytime, like, they're, oh, you guys had the same opportunities, even though that's a fucking lie. Anytime somebody's brown has done something great, it has not flourished. Very barely. Like, I think, I want to say it's like Oklahoma, it was like the Black Wall Street. They bombed the fuck out of that place. Wait, who, what black person is going to want to try to do that shit again? Facts. Who's going to want to try to be great when you see all of us being great getting fucking killed or a tragedy happening and it's all mysterious? Like, we have tried to overcome this and be positive. Martin Luther King did try to be nonviolent and overcome this shit. What happened to him? When we do things the right way, shot. we're still fucking and chastised and, and still taught to be the villain and that we're bad and we're angry. And, and it's like, hell yeah, we're fucking angry. Wouldn't you be? You kill us for the most stupidest reasons. I mean, look at Emmett Till. Which brings me to the fact that she actually finally said the truth after all these years and absolutely nothing happens. But Bill Cosby's like, yeah, you know, I may have, you know, I may have put a little something, something, you know, shorty's drink. <laughs> I, I highly doubt you know, that ever said that. I, I, obviously, you know, but like, they had a contract mm. that they signed and now that he is old and, and frail and you know, you're trying to milk this man dry and put him in jail, you know, I pray that he doesn't have to see prison. Same. Because that's just not fair. And then, then on top of it, you want to destroy his legacy. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, so 
do you know how many wealthy old white men sexually harass their little temp people, their assistants, the babysitter, Everybody. and they're like, here's some money, sign this, and you'll be set for the rest of your life. And then they die, and then it's just like, oh, you know, the contract's not really valid anymore, and I want to tell my piece, it's just like that. They they get to live on with their legacy. Mm. Just give them some more money, and they'll go away. But Bill Cosby... I heard that there's a, that there's a conspiracy theory behind that. I'm not sure how true it is, but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they Bill started Cosby blaming had everybody. Enough money, he was about to buy out all of ABC, and you know what that was gonna mean? That means that's a whole nother black network, mm-hmm. and you know He's he was about to, to make Oprah. that shit black as fuck. Mm-hmm. And apparently, his house is on some type of pipelines. So, mm-hmm. I heard it was a whole conspiracy. I mean, I don't know, and the internet likes to. Move with too, complete but silence. It's just crazy how, like, to bring back some of the points that you guys brought up before when you were talking about, like, the advancement of mm-hmm. colored people. Yeah. Um, it's always seems like anything that you do is kind of in spite of your color. Yes. Yep. You know, 100%. like, be, like, even with Barack Obama, anything that he tried to do positive, it was like, it didn't even matter. Nope. Like, Not you know, wrong. affordable health care. It's insane how many people were, like, like condemning mm-hmm. Obamacare and, like, oh, I can't wait for Trump to get rid of it to find out that their health insurance was, quote, Obamacare. Yeah, the know. Affordable Care Act and Obamacare are one and the same, same thing. thing. <laughs> so then you get a letter like, boop, your health insurance is gone. Oh, my God. What happened? Wait we a minute. health insurance. We I have, have liver, psoriasis of the liver. Mm-hmm. Or what a, cirrhosis, excuse me. Psoriasis is a skin condition. I was just like, what you is know, that? Does that my kidneys are <laughs> My <laughs> diabetes I'm over is here dumb as fuck blaring and going insane. <laughs> And I'm out here dying in the redneck woods, and y'all gonna cut off my health insurance. In the redneck woods. And it's just like, excuse me, sir, did you not know that you were on the Affordable Care Act? I'm about to what is what that? Was I was that? not on Obamacare. I was on the Affordable. That's okay. One in the same Google. Mm-hmm. And now you ain't like, on shit. That story there you that go. you were telling about, you know, the guy who was like, oh, I don't want to be associated with the black people Bitch it's just crazy how mm-hmm. i mean yes but at the same time it's really crazy because in corporate situations you know if you're there and i don't know how long he was there and i'm not trying to justify his movement but if you're there before there is a flourishing of people who look like you or of color it's interesting and sad how quickly being in a completely dominated white environment that they can make you afraid of your own blackness that they can really make you afraid of your own people and celebrating that portion of your life because then you won't be accepted as what they consider to be a decent form of blackness I think it challenged him like he wasn't someone who looked half Puerto Rican and half black. The way that his genes formed, he could look to be from, like, the Middle East. Okay. And it took many, many bears and, like, proud of his team's accomplishments for him to open up to the three black people on his team that he was actually black, that his dad was black. And I'm just like, oh, so he black black. Do you know when the daddy? You are what your dad is, supposedly. And it's just like, so you're threatened by your own blackness. Which is essentially your own greatness. Mm-hmm. But he was a manager and he wanted to be looked at as an equal. And he wore his clothing tailored to what they deemed as acceptable. And yeah. he spoke. 
the way they spoke he dated what they did i mean to be honest i believe he was a closeted gay and you know i'm like hey that's super accepted in the community that we worked in you know my job my old job participated in pride week there was a part of the march and everything they had their old section so it's like is it too much for you to be black puerto rican a man who is gay and in corporate america like there are so many i mean that's a lot that is a lot but that is who you are but why would you pick your blackness to be your um disability he's considered it a weakness but seriously like honestly being being washed in that constantly like i mean think about how long it took you to accept like skin tone Girl, to accept black features to accept like you know the idea of black girl magic to accept mm-hmm. our hair the yeah. natural movement like we were you know bombarded by these images of beautiful europeanness and don't get me wrong being european can be absolutely beautiful, beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. and that's fine but when you're a young black girl and there's nobody on TV who looks like you. There are no Disney princesses getting their fairy tale who look like you. And if they do look like you, they're so European, like, washed, that you can't even recognize yourself in your own, like... Natural. Like, in your own, like, in the vision. You have no idea. You know, when, if you do a study, you see, like, in the 90s, I believe, or the 80s, probably both, they would place a young black girl in a room and they would have a white doll and a black doll the same exact doll Mm -hmm. just different skin tone which one do you want to play with she wants to play with the white one why because the black one is bad why because it's dark yeah we've been conditioned from a young age to be afraid of our own blackness passive aggressively so it didn't seem like it was a command it just seemed like this is somebody really trying to help me and you have that damaged persona and perspective of yourself and some of us we grow and we have the generation that we have now which is beautiful because that means the young girls behind us have that vision the natural movement they have like you know actual black women kind of in the forefront we have Winnie Harlow with the little LIGO and things like that but when you have a situation like this guy where it's just like who knows if in his home his blackness was accepted that's true because in latin like the latinx community being black and latino is mm-hmm. not two different things two you're different not things. if exactly. you're black latino you are not like either one or the other you can't be both exactly yeah. so i don't know who raised him and how he was raised that makes culture exactly so you know? you know it's not necessarily they have a lot of european um influence in their features right. so it's like if from a young age his blackness is being villainized and demonized because i don't know his relationship with his father either come through girl in they, here he gets into cult you know into college which mm-hmm. is depending on the school he went to another situation where mm-hmm. more of that whitewashing is to be placed in and yeah. then he gets into the corporate entity that you were in which was heavily white influenced even and though the- one of the co-CEOs was an Indian Indian man man. a man of color Indians don't even consider themselves to not be white like they understand that their culture is to be an Indian person and to have like their Mm -hmm. strict strong morals but they consider themselves to be superior to the white man but also also equal superior to any man every man including Asian but again 
back to that situation where it's just like this man has been afraid or demonized for his blackness his whole life mm-hmm. so how could he possibly be comfortable Damn. in a situation yeah. with black people who have embraced it and who enjoy it and who bask in it and who want to thrive in it yes you know it's like it's very yeah. easy and like that to just fear. see someone like that and just be like yo how dare you be so disgusted by what is beautiful about right, you right i was so offended I was and like, it hurts you because you have been raised and you have been in an experience where you can celebrate and enjoy your blackness that's right yeah. And of yes course and there no. were moments yeah. obviously. But obviously we all have what we go through. Right. Colorism, you know, the light versus dark aspects, you know, the you know, features. Okay. <laughs> right. Cuz that is but, you know I hold near and dear to the heart that I have. I do as well. Okay. Why did it take almost 26 years of my life for people my color to finally be accepted as beautiful and I'm like we don't have to be superior to the light skinned girl. We should just be equal. We all still black. We all still using ego and our mamas taunted us with blue magic. Like we all had some struggles. <laughs> okay. Y'all had to sit in that chair with the you hot comb. Like your neck was hurt. You want to touch something? You're right with the back you of the comb. Trying to right feel how many more braids mommy got. No. Like, what you doing? It's like Quick. oh bitch, please wait. Quick. My ass hurts. Can I move? If you move, you going to school like this tomorrow. Well, that ain't right. Like, you did half a head. I look fucked up. The scarf I have is ugly and dirty. Like, I'm already getting talked about because I'm dark. And right. it's just, like, Damn. my, my like, elementary school was super small. And there was not a lot of people who were dark. And when I, I remember one time I went to summer camp. And this kid was, like, he was kissing everybody. And, like, I was, like, you know what? He's kind of cute. I have a little bit of a crush. And I was, like, oh, my God, he's kissing people. I want to kiss. And I kid you not, he was just, like, darker than my nightstand darker than the freaking the day like he was just so freaking black and yes yes was. you remember the shit because i told you, you know, i was like i can't I know he, mm-hmm. listen that he's so shit. dark you could lose him fuck in him. the shadow of an alley fuck him. okay don't play don't be, and i only say things about that for people who are evil yeah as if they don't mm-hmm. understand like that, that they have mm-hmm. a dark tone and it's not that it is ugly but if you are ugly then i will come for your life and your soul okay. especially when it comes to my best friend Thank, yeah, you. Thank you. <laughs> and he was kissing all these girls, and then I said, you know, it's my turn to get kissed. And he was just like, oh, no. Mama said, I'm not going to kiss a dark girl. Mama said, I'm not going to date a dark girl. And I'm looking at his dark ass like, you nigga, you darker than me? What the fuck you mean, Mama said? If your mama had a problem that she laid with a dark nigga and you came out looking like dirt, that's your mama's fault. Don't be listening to the shit that she put on you and to tell you who you can and cannot date or kiss or like or whatever. That's your preference. Like, why is your preference based off of the bad outcomes in your life? When you're a 16-year-old boy and your girlfriend's light-skinned and she breaks your heart, that's it for light-skinned girls. And you want to praise dark-skinned girls. Why did it take you getting hurt by a light-skinned girl for you to praise me? Why couldn't you just praise me from the beginning? How am I not as pretty as she is because my skin is a couple of hues darker? And who's gonna say that you ain't gonna do him dirty either because you dark. Dark skinned bitches be doing niggas dirty. Let me tell you. I'm like, what does this (laughs) do to you, baby? Bitches do niggas dirty. Every day. That's why I can be in the club lit as fuck singing bitches ain't shit but hoes and shit. Because you know what? If I don't consider myself, which I do sometimes, I can be a bitch. But Mm -hmm. if I'm gonna be a bitch, in the words of King Lonnie, I'm gonna be a bad one. Yeah! However, (laughs) 
I can still talk about these bitches named Britney with big ass titty who ain't shit, okay? okay. If you ain't shit, you ain't shit. And that's, it has, it has nothing, nothing to do with your nationality. Because let me tell you, the white bitches get you, the Asian bitches can get you, the black, the Spanish, the if she a bitch, she can get you. If it she a hoe, she done got you. That's it. Like, you are done. She will suck your dick and then hit your best friend up. Like, so you want to fuck and call it a day. Yo, see, let Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm going I'm to do a little alley-oop. <laughs> and we going to hit into the white girl oh, versus shit. the black girl shit. Oh, Lord. Let oh. me tell you. I grew up in, in, in suburbia. I grew up in Framingham. And then I, I went to high school in Everett. Okay? I lived a suburban life for the most part. When I go to the shit that... The kids in middle school and Dorchester were going through. I don't know shit about that. I am not hood. I'm not. And I take a lot of pride in that because at the end of the day, them, them bitches is going through some shit right now. They either got 7, 12, you know what? We ain't going to get there. Different day. Different day. So I want to go into, I have white friends who praise being a hoe, but would never oh call god. themselves oh a god. hoe. Oh my god! Sucking dick, mm. getting it from the back, mm-hmm. licking booty hole. That is not unnatural to white women. That is no. what they're supposed to do. You have to understand. If we're going back to the day of the start where it happened in the 1950s, that was a white woman's job was to make her husband feel satisfied, stay home, and do her fucking job, know your place. They they made that culture to today now where it's like yeah i can go to work and i can be great in corporate america and i can have a good job and i can be up there with billy and tommy and joe but i'm also gonna fuck the shit out of you so i can stay up there and because i can do that i'm now even better than you they're there and i'm not making this up a good friend of mine her mother and her aunts they would have Teaching how to suck dick parties. Bitch, wait, 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 wait. And listen to me. Teaching how to suck dick parties. Now, so black days, like black people, um, holidays when we go to Fourth of July and we go to Christmas, we eating food and we and we barbecuing and we laughing and we being loud like your mother (laughs) would. We barbecuing and we and, and we living life and we're playing music and we're dancing. Yeah, we're talking about way back when. Yes. That's our culture. Yes, and mm-hmm. the kids sleep at the smaller table because mm-hmm. the kids gotta know their place and the adults have their. That was our black culture. Mm-hmm. White culture in certain places, and I'm not saying this is you know infinitive, but I have white friends who grew up with. And it was Christmas time. They would take the little girls in the room. They would get cucumbers and teach them how to suck dick. It was a real thing. They taught their daughters how to suck dick. And she said, and I quote, learn how to deep throat, Sarah, (gasps) because that's how you're going to get a rich man. Ah, facts. I'm not making this shit up. Her name was actually Stephanie, and I don't give a fuck. Her name was Lombardi, L-A-B-O-R-D-I-E. And because if you find her, I'm pretty sure she's she's probably got pictures of her ass up on Instagram now. You know she she's probably knows. a twerk queen. Mm-hmm. Like she's 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 loving her sexuality. Whereas if I was to do that shit, I'm I'm ghetto. I'm rat shit. I'm dirty. Mm-hmm. When in reality, I'm just a woman who knows how to take care of her man. Facts. And I'm gonna do that for my man. I'm not gonna do that for every, for every nigga. Every nigga I'm talking to. White girls like, do not do that. I have friends now, or my sister has. Uh, my sister has a lot of friends who will tell you, like, yeah, I fucked such and such on on a trip, 
no so y'all on a whole nother level of hoe you ain't even just fucking niggas where you live you going on trips and fucking niggas they short overseas dick you don't know what kind of shit they got over there a whole airline spirit airline kind of shit that I went through and I talk to girls now and, and she'll be like I'm fucking I just fucked Barry and I fucked his brother and last night I fucked his cousin's dick like this is what they talk about and there's no um there's 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 no conscience to that being wrong it's like this is what I'm supposed to be doing I'm supposed to suck cock cock is good and I especially love big fat cock like they do not have any shame a lot of them and I had the privilege i guess of just growing up with those bitches like anything that they did that's what white privilege was is they didn't care yeah i've letting the whole football team fuck them and talking about it they didn't give a fuck and they're and those and these bitches are married now if they're not dead from overdosing they're married and living a very happy life eh, visually happy yes and those are the same bitches that who I'm, I went to my first fucking high school party and she's talking to me dead ass in my face. Oh my god, I love Mr. Wright's class. I love him. <sniffs> Sniffed a whole line in front of me like that shit was normal. It, it is. Like it's not in that type of culture. Like I don't know what my mama does in the bedroom. I don't know what she's ever done in Absolutely the bedroom. Absolutely not. And I praise God and thank <laughs> him that I don't. Exactly. I do not want to know what my mother does or doesn't do for my father with my father it's it's if you ask me i was an in vitro fertilization (laughs) and this is not a consummated marriage okay i'm sorry what the fuck did i miss while i was in the closet trying to post that snapchat (laughs) um i just i just did my leu into like how i've grown up with white girls not being afraid of saying that they fucked the whole football team and it being praised and and I was just saying, we were talking about the sucking dick parties, and I was like, I'm thankful that I don't know what my mother does. Mm. I don't ever want to know. I would, Like I said, if you ask me, I was in in vitro fertilization, <laughs> and the marriage isn't consummated. And look at that. She got a daddy. And also... We got like, daddies too, y'all. We do. I got a daddy, but he still ain't shit. I'm going to just say it. I love him all, but I ain't called my father's day. That's all I'm saying. I love my daddy, and I'll say that he's been here, but we would have been fine if he wasn't. <laughs> and that's just how it goes. <laughs> okay. I'm going to leave my daddy issues out this episode. <laughs> I just, like, don't understand why... As you get older as a black woman, your parents start to, like, have conversations with you about what it is to be a black person. When they should have been having it when we were younger. That's when you need it the most. Like, I was watching, you know, I know you hate the show, but I was watching Grey's Anatomy. Ooh, that's my show, bitch. I love that show. You know Shonda. Shonda, Shonda trying to kill me first, Doc. Shonda, we need to have a conversation about what you're doing with this season, okay? And next season better be different because I'm... mm. Where are you at now? I finished season 14. Okay, yeah, me too. And it's just, like, one of the popular doctors, she's now the chief of surgery, 
um uh, what's her name bailey mm-hmm. bailey she had to have a conversation with her son about oh. being black and making sure that you're not offending police officers mm, because i remember that know, blackish had an episode like that too it's like the fact that we have to have those episodes the fact you have to have those conversations with your kids so much sooner now is because you can be a 12 year old going into your own house and you wash your keys and you try to break in shit that i used to do a lot every single day i always miss my keys I don't know what a key is if you ask me, you know, so how I'd be closing my job store. I don't know. That's the only key I never lose because that's my own money. <laughs> but it was like, you know, you are. Oh, thank you. Oh, who did this? I did. Oh, God bless <laughs> you. You are a saint. Well, I got oh, thank you because you know that piece well, of shit. Nigga, the ice would be out here fucking with oh, the water. Oh, the water with oh, the little yes. ices in it, girl. Oh, yes, bitch. I appreciate We talking about the fact that. You have to start telling it your little black boy at 12 that you need to make sure you put your hands up and you need to just talk Say about yes, how sir, you no, have. Sir. You need to officer. do that right when your baby learn how to talk now. Now, now it, yes, because it, you just get shoot for looking the wrong way. You look at me funny with style, gun, boom, boom, bam, bam. This young boy, what it, I was reading it on the shade room, shade room. Shout out to the shade room. Shout out for shout out. And I heard that that's uh, the CEO of the black woman. Oh, well, of come course on. she is. All that that shit. That's too much shade to be a white bitch. Okay. <laughs> 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 but um, they had posted a story about the young man who was dating a white girl, and he was black. And her father pulled his car over and detained him. And put him in his car, and he said, "What am I being, you know, arrested for?" He said, "We'll make it up as we go along." Mm-hmm. Pulled him over for no reason, took him in the car for no reason. All very much illegal. The the woman whose house they were leaving, who had kids in the car, was, you know, asking, "Why is this happening?" He said, "My daughter's laptop is in your house, and I want to go get it, and I want to see if she's in there." She's like, "Well, you know, you can't come in here without a warrant." And she's not in there, neither is her laptop. Turns out his daughter, who he didn't see, was in her boyfriend's car in the back seat. He pulls her out of the car, pulls her into his car, takes the boy out, and is like, again, illegally detaining her. And it's like, this is ridiculous because he just feels comfortable that he can do this because he's a young black man. And there has been so much that police have been able to get away with Absolutely. when it comes to young black men. Murder. That's and the, 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 cra- the crazy thing is, you know, again, bringing back the Black Lives Matter versus the All Lives Matter bullshit, it's like you guys can literally go insane and light up a school and kill hundreds of children this, I believe, this year or yeah. within a grouping of years. Mm-hmm. There have been more kids that have died at school than soldiers have at war. And all white people get dead. detained, and they live, and they go, to and jail. they go to prison. Well, or they get considered psychi- psychologically imbalanced and mm-hmm. off, mm-hmm. as if being abused mentally for being black is not a psychological issue. Hello. We sit here and battle Preach with things like mm-hmm. depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all types Under of problems, and because we're black, Separation. our families I mean, teach and, us and that oppression. Exactly, and because of our culture, we're taught that we can't even, that's not real. 
that we cannot experience mental health. We cannot experience therapy because we do not do that. We do not take our family's business outside of the family. Mm -hmm. And this is why we have so many young people who turn to what they have turned to. But before we even get into that... (laughs) Like I said, we can have these people light up a whole school running around with semi-automatic weapons coming out a lot, people pointing guns at cops, I'm going to kill you all, still not shot, no. not stabbed, not even beaten, tackled, maybe tased, tackled and arrested and visibly fine, but a traffic stop. Mm. Can have you shot and killed. That's so scary. In front of your fiance and your child. Your little, yeah, mm. your little, like you see you the are child. arrested and choked to death. Mm. You are walking in the wrong neighborhood. You're shot you, the you know, you selling cigarettes. You stole from a corner store. Why do we all you have a hoodie on? Hell, you punch someone in the face. That deserves you to die. But right, right. Let's be 100 about it. It's and all mistaken identity, else. too. It's and all I'm, what? Mistaken identity. I'm not talking about that kid. No, no, no. I'm just, in general, like, the other day in school, we were talking. This white girl, it was Callie, she was just like, I was, I was, you know, in California, and mind you, we're supposed to be giving back facials, so I don't know why the fuck we started talking about this shit, but the bitch could be going on tangents every day, and she's like... And I got robbed. I got mugged by a group of black men. I instantly was just like, I'm walking the fuck away because I cannot take her today. And she's just like, and, you know, when I had to do the lineup and, and you know, I, I, I couldn't tell you which black man it was because they all looked the same. <gasps> oh, <laughs> no, the fuck she did it. No, the fuck she did And my old ass black friend, you know, you know who I'm talking about. Had the audacity to say, I couldn't do a lineup either. Everyone looked the same to me. And I'm like, are you talking about white people or black people? She's like, black people. I was like, you know what? I, I'm gonna excuse I'm myself. I'm gonna eat this so, bitch because you. Some shit. I'm gonna excuse myself, and mm. I'm gonna go out the room because I'm gonna slap the black off of you. Out here agreeing with the white girls, you can't tell the difference between black people in the fucking lineup. Mm. Um, I didn't. I dealt with a lot of racism growing up, though. Like I've had my principal keep me after school for no reason for hours. School's out at 2.15. I didn't leave that building till 4. You know, and and now that I'm older, I'm like, I don't know what that man could have done to me. And his name is Mr. Obrimsky. Oh Fuck God. you, nigga. Oh that God. man was racist <laughs> beyond <laughs> words. He was racist beyond imagine. I was the only black girl in my school until the 8th grade when my, my Haitian zones came. Hey, y'all know who you are. I'm going to say your name or whatever. But... We was lit, and and they were like the smartest kids in the school, so that shit had me lit as fuck. One of them actually got um got a full scholarship for making the MCAT advance. He passed it, flying fucking colors. Wow. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, that man was extremely racist, and I had a, a science teacher, and that bitch was racist, and there was a couple Spanish kids that she was racist too, but I I don't know Spanish life, so I didn't feel bad for them. All I know is black nigga struggle. Um, I don't do those. What what's in there? I think that just recorded my whole conversation. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I mean, we can edit it out. Shit, whatever. I guess you're right, yeah. Mm. So, like, if I would bring snacks up from lunch, she would throw them away. Um, one teacher really cut me after school one time and was like, why are you so bad? And I'm like, 
I'm just doing sixth grade shit, bitch. Like, <laughs> I'm doing the same shit that the white bitches that I hang out with been doing. But now that I'm here, y'all want to do... Like, them little white girls were bad. Got expelled from, like, all the schools in the city. So she's like, I want you to tell me why you are like this. Girl, I was like, this bitch does not know me. I wrote a whole three-page letter telling her that she was racist and that I was just being a kid and that she ought to be ashamed of herself and if her mom if my mom knew that you was keeping me here she would whoop your fucking ass like it was the funniest letter in the world that bitch never fucked me again she was my music teacher in high school and she literally transferred from the class as a teacher I I and I hate that bitch I hate that bitch because she knew she was racist because everyone else you know everyone black whoever interacted with her was like yeah she's racist I'm like mm. isn't it sad though that when we have conversations with each other about racist people it's like oh yeah she racist you know what i mean like we're just so used to some encountering something like that we're just like oh yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> that was another thing of racism <laughs> different day <laughs> oh yeah it's like yo that's crazy like if you if people had to experience the type of discrimination that people of color experience it would be like then we have movements like the me too movement oh mm. The you know this and that only when they're experiencing a similar struggle do we all need to stand up and talk about it. Women, mm-hmm. black women have been over sexualized for work, for ad- advantages to get their kids into this or to that or to be this or that for decades in the industry, whether it be film, whether it be music, whether it be modeling, in the entertainment industry for decades. Does that mean that it was not happening to white women? Absolutely not. But now that it's happening to white women who want to say something, we have a whole movement. Mm-mm-mm. We'll never have the equal platform as them. And that's what the problem is. This is like, listen, and that's why some people, you know, like Amber Rose have an issue with the movement where it's just like I don't have an issue with people speaking about their sexual abuse you should be able to talk about that you should hold somebody accountable for that because it is your body and they have no right which apparently a large group of the male population have not outgrown because (laughs) back in the day sorry they could I don't mean to laugh but it's true marital rape is a thing Mm -hmm. And there was times when marital rape was not a thing. You could not accuse your husband of rape. You, that is your man. You marry him. That is your penis, and he is the person. Men literally paid for their women. It may not have been considered slavery, but dowries and things like that literally paid for your woman. And like you said, back in the fifties, your job was to be home to cook, to clean, and when necessary, be Fuck. on their motherfucking knees. Yes. Every position. And just for him still to And even then, office. it was, you weren't even <laughs> anything but that, because you couldn't even share a bed with your man. That's you know? just torture. When they had separate beds, I'm and you, you, you lay down, you do what you do, you have my child, and if it ain't my son, we doing it again till it is my son. Mm. And then, when I'm done with you, I'm gonna go hang out with my favorite secretary and all this other bullshit and you cannot say a damn thing about it because you are an illegal you are exactly my property and some men have not developed or evolved into the mindset that that's not what we were here and created for no you can't have a voice 
you're outspoken mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. you know looked they're like, at you know, God giving black woman attitude. Mom, Adam's mm. rib. And I'm just like, so a piece of him is within her, which equals them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Complete. And granted, it does also say in the Bible that you need to be submissive to your husband, but nowhere. In the bedroom and only in the bedroom most days. But nowhere does it say that (laughs) abuse. Yeah, it's not saying. Yeah, it's not saying that you should be treated like shit. Mm Mhm. You're supposed to treat your wife like a queen. You're supposed to. This is your new life. Blah blah blah, and to be fruitful. You ain't doing none of that if I got a black eye every Tuesday. That's another big topic. Why are you with a man who is physically abusing you and you're confusing that with love? Ooh, let me, I don't know, say shit about that. I, got some old, I, I mean, I have there. never been physically abused, thank God. I know my mother has been physically abused within, like, almost every relationship. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know, she's had it really bad. That's why my father's not around because he is very physically abusive. And, you know, they're part of the crack epidemic in the oh. 80s. <laughs> And oh, wow. she'll deny, deny, deny that if anyone asks her. But I'm like, whatever, own it. Like, that is your life. You right. can't preach one thing to your child and tell your child not to do this because you don't want them to follow in your footsteps. And then be completely silent when it comes to telling the family or when it comes to telling your girlfriends. It's just like, why have you isolated yourself that you have no friends? Your friend mm-hmm. is just your man. That's not healthy. Mm-mm. A girl who um, worked for me at my last job was getting physically abused by her boyfriend. And he was, like, no taller than me, you know? Like, she was a heavier woman, and she was just like, I've gained weight while being with him. He couldn't the cook, so he fed her very well in many ways. And she gained about 40 to 50 pounds in the relationship. She was, like, a size 9, 10. Now she's, like, a 16, 18, and she's trying to lose the weight. Beat her so bad that her leg needs surgery and she can't really do the job well because she gets shooting pain she can't walk far oh she can't even exercise no. and i was like why are you still with him why haven't you left every time you come into the office bruise well not the office store bruise you know you're showing all of your scars you're i think she was puerto rican and she's very light so you can see her purple and blue marks and her black eyes and her busted lips. Mm. The last time he like pushed her into some towel in the bathroom and it opens up her forehead and she had to get it glued back together. And I'm like, you look like shit. This man is abusing you and you can't even hide it with makeup anymore. And you're with him. And her only answer was, I'm afraid I've gained so much weight that nobody will love me. And if I was to tell the next man that I was with what he did to me, that they wouldn't accept me, and that they would do the same thing to me. I'm sorry, you can't pay me to be that dumb. Oh, hell no. You cannot pay me to be that dumb. Listen, I don't give if a anybody was abusive, is. it was my fucking mom and my parents' relationship. I do not take shit from nobody, especially on that guy. Mm, it couldn't be me. It, I don't care. And I'm, that's my word, and I'm sticking to it. Mm-mm, no. I have a friend who I was friends with since I was a little girl, and she gets her ass beat all the fucking time. And she'd be like, yeah, I fought back too. Yeah, you fought back. But, but for how long? And you got kids. So now your baby boy's going to grow up thinking he can fuck bitches up, and your little girl's going to think it's okay to get punched in your fucking forehead all the goddamn time. 
I don't give a fuck if we've been together for 50 years. The day you ball up your fist and put it to my body anywhere, you're fucking dead. And we're not an item, like, ever. And anytime I see you in a relationship, I'm going to let that bitch know. I'm going to let her family know. Like, I am not. I'm going to be a petty ass. He hit me. I, I fucked his ass up and my cousin jumped him, but he hit me. He hit. He going to hit you, bitch. I don't care if it's an accident. I don't care. I do not care. I am that bitch. And I'm and I'm also the bitch like if I see him like no he cheated on me all the time. He's a cheater. I'm that I'm that girl. Like you going to do what you want, boo, but it's my job as a good human being to let you know that this nigga treated me like shit. Do what you need to do. Go where you want to go. I'm going to see you in 2 years. You're going to be crying and you're going to be like I should listen. But do they ever listen, though? Just because he did that with you, it's probably a you issue. Bitch, it's a him and his mama issue. Okay? Too many black men have mommy issues. Yep. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to skirt skirt it off of the that sensitive subject, but bring it right back. Listen, oh, fellas, oh, just because oh, you was raised by your mother... Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you need to act bitch all the time. Oh no. Woo! I know what you're going with this. Okay. When you need me, I'm not your mother. I'm not your man. I'm not here to replace what your mother didn't instill. But I'm here to give you a love, a respect, and something that I'm supposed to do as a woman who could possibly be your wife. Right. Now, if you have a problem. If you're having issues, if you're going through something, and I open myself to let you give that to me and speak with me about it, that's not what I mean by being bitch. What I mean is when I tell you no about something, or if I don't like something, or if I say something to you that you don't want to hear, do not just all of a sudden start going ham and want to be like, fuck you. That's a little boy right there. Fuck this relationship. You ain't shit. This ain't shit. That's why I'm fucking other bitches. That's why I don't want to commit to you. That's why I don't want to da-da-da-da. To the point where people are afraid to speak up in a relationship, whether it be new, Mm. whether it be old, and say something like, this is not making me happy. You know, when you're flipping out and having emotions that are considered, quote, female, Mm. In the point where you're being irrational to a certain extent, and that's supposedly a female trait, mm. like, stop. Mm. It's okay to have issues with the way that a lot of women have raised their children who don't have dads because of the resentment for a father. Mm-hmm. And the inability, I, if I had a child who didn't have a father, I have no idea what it is like to be a man, nor do I even know how to position myself to teach my kid how to be a legitimate man. Right. But I can teach him how to be respectful to women without being abusive mentally to his manhood. Yes. And it's like, ladies, we have got to stop as a group making our sons feel bad for the bullshit that their daddy put you through. Yes. I'm not my daddy. Talking about your kid, your kids. I'm gonna get some man. We gonna do a I ain't my daddy podcast. That's what we gonna do. Seriously, (laughs) they need to stop because then we have this problem and this cycle of unhealthy thoughts of who they are and what they're worth, Mm -hmm. and men who don't think that they're special or who don't think that they're 
meant to be cared for or loved for or that if someone is genuinely giving them that emotion they don't that love that care it. that support they don't understand it yep and it's like oh this can't be real they or can't you appreciate don't know who it I am or this and that it's like this is me trying to get to know who you are right and let you know that it's okay to be damaged yeah but yeah that's all i have to say about that people who do that are what I think we don't give a lot of attention to emotional abusers and manipulators. Mm -hmm. And I had the luxury of being in one of those relationships. And I used to always say to myself, like, I am a bad person because I wasn't who that person technically wanted. It took me a very long time to even recognize that I was being emotionally abused. Because it's like, as long as I don't have no bubbles and no cuts and bruises on me, I needed to shut the fuck up. And what it would do is, like, me personally, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going through my shit. You know, I'm not perfect. But, you know, me, I, I, I turned to having an affair. And as I got older, I realized I should have never did that. I should have just left. But because it was manipulation and because it's emotional abuse, you, I myself thought like, okay, you know, this person's taking care of me. They're spending their time with me. They're giving me parts of themselves that they technically may not want or know how to give. So like, I should have been, um, what's the word? Like thankful for that. Mm -hmm. When in reality, that's really wasn't what's happened. I was being manipulated into like becoming the person that that person wanted me to be. Like not saying that something hurts my feelings or not saying that like, I don't like the way this is feeling or I don't want to do this. And if I did, it was like you said, a blow up, like, yo, you're so fucking this. Like you nag all the time. Like, and, and all I'm thinking in my head is like, yo, it took me so hard to even say this. Imagine what would happen if I would have said said it weeks ago when I really wanted to say it. So it was, it was extremely distressful. Like, it is, like, energy draining to be in those kind of relationships. And like, because most times, those are the people who are seeing super, super happy on social media. And they're always going on trips. And they're doing fun shit. Like, so it's like, oh, I'm living a good life, so why should I complain? Just shut the fuck up and be happy, right? But if you're in a relationship with somebody, it's not going to be easy. And it's not going to be all peaches and cream ever. And I say this as somebody who was was married, and I say this as someone who is, like, I am an energy, like, uh, gravitator. <clears throat> Excuse me. I pick up people's energy, even if I don't want to. Um... And I have five sisters, so I am well in my means of emotions. <laughs> um, you need to love somebody through the worst times in order for you to be considering yourself a relationship. Whatever that stage may be, it doesn't always have to be on a scale of 10. Like, if my worst time is me, like, I don't know, having acne and like not really having the confidence that I have, you have to love me through that. That's what relationships are. It's as simple as that. And if I can't be like, hey, I don't want to go outside today, I'm not feeling pretty, and you not be able to sit down and either tell me, okay, I'm okay with that, or like, I love you through it, then you're not in a relationship. You are in a situationship with somebody, nine times out of ten, who's temporary. Mm -hmm. Nine times out But you know what I have to say about that, though? You also have to let someone love you in that yes there are so many people who at the end of the relationship were just like yo I was really going through this and dealing with that and you left me 
And it's like, I didn't leave you. You pushed me away, away. from you. Do you do not see how hard I was trying to love you Stay. through this? Oh my God. Trying so hard to help you through this, to hold your hand through this, to like support you through this. Like, did you ever think about what I was going through? Exactly. Trying to show you that you I was here. How painful it is to watch someone go through something and they will not let you help them wow. or let to like them or feel for them or build them. And it's like, afterwards they're the villain because yeah. they left and it's like right. you were putting me into this place yeah and i couldn't be there with you no nope. i wasn't supposed you. to be there with you i was supposed to help you out of it yeah and you wouldn't let me you didn't so see it when you are in a moment and someone genuinely puts their hand out to you and opens themselves to you and tells you that you can be real with me with yourself who you are and I'm not running because you're going through shit. I'm running. Just don't push me away and make me feel like a villain in your misery. Yeah. I can only help you if you can see that I'm trying to help. Exactly. And it's hard to accept help when you're, you know, going through crazy shit when you're yeah. damaged. Yeah. And feeling some type of way. But you have to let someone be there for you as much as we have to be open to being there for people in that situation. You gotta learn their love language. Mm-hmm. That's hard because I'm a selfish ass bitch. Lord knows I'm trying to fix that. I like had nothing to contribute to that. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, you know, <coughs> niggas ain't shit. It's like my motto, you know? Like, I have never, at least, you know, you can correct me because you know, I be <laughs> repressing a lot of things, but I don't think I know what a successful relationship is. And the closer I get to one, the more afraid I get and the quicker I will push a nigga away. I'll well, at least like, you know that. I mean, I'm owning to it today, but I feel just about five Amen. minutes ago. Amen. Amen. I was just like, and I don't really say, know if it's working. <laughs> because there was someone, and it's like, he may not have been the right one, but, you know. Show my hair one? Huh? Show, showed my hair one? Showed my hair one. Why is that a picture of my hair? No, no, no. Who are you talking about? Who are you talking about? Salt and pepper. Look, girl, Listen, salt and pepper ain't had nothing to do with nothing. I want him no salt and pepper. Salt and pepper. He you was not for me. What you want to say? I want to say the name, but you know I can't. And you don't remember pepper, it. So you probably don't remember, remember it. What's his name? Whisper in my ear. Why are you gonna say? I said whisper in my ear. You scream it out loud. Well, now he knows. <laughs> If you don't know, now he knows. Well, he ain't gonna Nicole. watch this because, you know, I blocked and deleted him on social media <laughs> platforms, bitch. You know, good guy. The vibe was right. The communication, the attention. And, you know, he wanted to move forward and be her boyfriend and, like, do the meek appearance thing. And I have never met nobody's like, parents. We've always just been friends. I've known your parents, and that was it. I did like, skirt. I I blocked, blocked and deleted. I deleted. I did. I'm not talking to him nope. anymore. And girl, I'm just like, what did he do? What happened? He, he got too he close. He wanted me to be his dad. He got too close. Look, I was like, it wasn't even a month in. Like, I ain't coming to your house with your papa. What, what are you going to introduce me as? Which, again, is understandable if for you that was a quick pace. <laughs> that was but a no. you communicate and say, <laughs> well, it's too soon. That was about a year and a half oh ago, and I've gotten better with my it. My cousin is damaged. Very, bitch. Very. I'm just like, girl, 
So this right. again, if someone is trying fat. to love you, you need to learn to let them love you. Yeah, but like I can see that I didn't want to be with him. No, he was not who I wanted. I was he just thinking, like you know, the sex was. Uh, phenomenal it was mm-hmm. it was good but like good sex can really fuck you up and i and i was in my point where i'm like i'm not gonna let sex determine if i'm gonna be in a relationship you're not with finna, you you're not finna. you're not finna fuck me into a relationship no no you're not <laughs> no. we can remain friends and so well, instead, of, gonna be me. instead of hurting his feelings no yeah that um, was a very big well movie. i definitely hurt his feelings i mean but, he's on tinder and everything but like it was more protecting my own feelings because yeah, yeah. I didn't have to go through that interaction of hurting somebody else and knowing from them their own words that I hurt them. Like I had, I did the whole, you know, I'm gonna be a committed quote unquote army wife relationship that destroyed any relationship I ever had. Like What's an army wife? Were you dating somebody in the army? Yeah. I was, yeah. My yeah. first ever boyfriend, like I lost Damn, my virginity. Bitch, <laughs> Dishonorably discharged. Oh, so who dishonorably discharges all over the seat. Oh, do not. I need a button. I need like the boom button, like boom, bitch. Like legit. Oh, if I could expose that motherfucker, I would. Mind you, this is my ex, but she got all this anger. Okay, that's what a real friend do. I had to ride with you through that. That was a time, bitch, man. I am still not healed. He was. He was, well, I don't like that nigga ooh, either, then. Fuck him. He can, he can suck that Well, yeah, because we can pull up. I, he overweight. find him that dark piece of shit. Oh. He was a darker boy. Shit. I love you some chocolate. Hey, baby. And Listen, that ain't chocolate. That's bitter dog shit that's in the sun. <laughs> Hello. Anyways, we were 18, 19, and we grew up around the corner from each other. Our moms knew each other. I'm pretty sure they probably did drugs together, if you ask me. Oh, my and God. Everyone talked about he was a hoe, but I was like, you know what? I can change a hoe into a housewife, you know? And he was in the army, and I found out, what was it, what, junior year? He came up to the school in his uniform. She's like, I, I can't help you. Ain't nobody him. liked him. Like, ain't nobody liked him. Ain't nobody liked him. He like, I kicked out of the high school and he had to go to another school. Then yeah, he came to school one day, visited, and not in uniform. He came out a piece of shit. Came and out of ass. At anal birth. Ooh, she said anal birth. She's mad. He I like really it. was not shit. And, mm. um, talk about the emotional abuse. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh. he was emotionally abusive. And, um, I hate the motherfuckers. He, like I like remember like slapping the shit out of him because I was like, why would you sign up for the army? Like, what the fuck? Oh, you like, slapped I did not him. Feel, I was fighting him, but like I did not believe in it. I'm like, There's I no never hit none of my guys for a black person to go to war for this bullshit country, and I was in my feelings about it. I know that's And right. so it was probably the it was the summer after graduation. Is that our bell? Yeah, but my mom can get it. She don't need you know how to answer the phone. Oh, I'm gonna go say hi to auntie. And anal birth. Oh, she's an anal birth. She's mad. I like it. Not shit. And um, her boyfriend's gonna get it. I remember he's gonna get it. What am I even talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, we got into a relationship. He's like the first person I ever slept with, and he saw my girls at the mall one day, and he was like, "I'm getting deployed in a couple of weeks," and um. He ain't telling me. So they hit me up like, ooh, girl, you know, you really about to ride or die with this nigga. Like, you know, he getting 
he getting drafted in a couple weeks and I'm just just like what I mean he didn't he didn't tell me he was going to Afghanistan like I had no clue he was going to war so I confronted him about it and he was like don't even worry about it like don't worry about it I'm not going anywhere so I moved to college and we started dating we slept together it was great he broke up with me talking about I need to experience life without him mm-hmm. and I was just like what the fuck like you are the love of my life right now what you mean we breaking up just to find out later down the road that he quit the mission because he wanted to stay with me and then when he got so drunk because he was so depressed that he didn't go to war which was his own fucking decision because I never asked that bitch nigga not to go to war for me he started drinking heavily and ended up getting himself dishonorably discharged so then he blames me for getting dishonorably discharged because he chose not to go to his what do they call it his um mission or whatever he went to his training he didn't go to his whatever he didn't go to Afghanistan because he chose to stay with me but he didn't choose to tell me that I was the reason he was still here after he had broken up with with me for staying for me like if why are you gonna he's out he sounds like he got some mental issues he had mommy issues up the wazoo and he's he's mentally fucking insane (laughs) and he was just like you're the reason why my life is shit and you're out here in college and bettering yourself and getting a degree and now I have nothing I don't have the military I don't have family like I don't even have you and I'm like but you broke up with me so we started fucking off and on for a while You know, we was fucking me. I thought the sex was amazing, but then he had like this like minute issue mm. and girl, yes. good, you know. You the poom poom bad. The motherfucker can't keep it up. Oh, sorry. Shit. That is. Listen, Biff's not with the shits, okay? I'm not with the shits. I didn't mean a best friend like she. She's like, no, I don't fuck with you. Oh, <laughs> that is intense. I don't think I would be able to do that. 
Uh, well, uh, after that, it's the last bad dick I'd ever do, and I'm very shallow. It's just it got to the point. Good pleasure. Okay. I don't know. That's not, not shallow. That that's your right. You give me all of this dick. I need my soul left in your room every single time I see you. Otherwise, you are useless. No, there's no reason to be having bad sex. It's just because I feel like at the end of the day, though, if you are emotionally connected to someone, the sex is the amazing. Sex can't oh be my god, that sex bad. Is I think I agree with that one. I was not at mm-hmm. all connected to his little shrimp dick piece. Of oh shit my ass. god, stop it. Okay, I, he can go on with why he was only fucking. Like, that dick don't matter to me. Little dick don't exist. <laughs> little, little dick. <laughs> I don't even know how it got emotionally abusive. I just think, well, probably the fact that I was telling him his dick wasn't good enough, you know? I'm just like, you think you could, like, go for a little bit longer? And he's just like, <laughs> Beach? Fuck? You're full. I'm like, are you oh, sure it's my fault, not you? Like, it had me thinking it was a me issue and it was a him issue all along you just started getting so like emotional Mm. and so verbally abusive Mm. like why are you so mad at me yeah it had me going through it bitch you know i'm throwing phones listen we were here one night i get to tell my story i don't know i deserve i deserve there's about a good three but i'm gonna tell only two what (laughs) even tell one night it just happened one night i was sleeping over and she was trying to have this relationship from me. Everything I was. Had, everyone was so against it. Everyone like, was against it from day yeah, from one. Day from day one, everyone was against it. We tried to accept it the first time, the second time, and the third time. But the fourth time, <laughs> it was my like shit was fucking The fourth time, we was all just like, nah, fuck that motherfucker. You can do better. You could have did better the first time, but yeah, right. you know. So she had some quiet conversation that changed, and as soon as she hung up, she literally yelled into the darkness and threw her phone as if it was a tennis ball and it was gonna come back <laughs> against the wall. That shit took through. I'm I'm in my sleep like what, bitch? And just like hysterically <laughs> burst out into like tears and scream. I'm like, what the hell is going on? To find out that it was that dark piece of shit, I'm just like, you're still talking to him? Like, this is gonna fuck up our friendship. I don't give yeah, a fuck about him. Right. He ain't shit. And, you know, we you know we all gotta go through it. We gotta deal with it. But, you know, like, I have, I love him, this, this, and that. And it's just like, bitch, it ain't love. You know? And I'm like, damn, I'm like 18, 19. I'm not even mentally fully grown up here. Right, right, right. So, Neither was right. that, which is why I thought we that piece of shit was love. Through it. Yeah. Then one night, I'm sleeping over. Which Halfway asleep. No, don't tell this one. This bitch don't gets a tell text. This one. And she's just like, <laughs> he's coming over. And I'm like, good, I can tell that motherfucker off. Tell him to come the fuck here so I can let him know his motherfucking place and punch him in the lip. In the lip. <laughs> okay, make sure you got the flashlight on because that nigga duck in the dark. Here I'm done. Here we go. And she was like, mmm no I don't really want you here when he gets here and I was like oh I was like excuse me <laughs> are you asking me to leave so that he can come here mm-hmm. oh I mean you don't have to go if you don't want to but and I was like I packed my shit up so quick she didn't know it but I had ended our friendship as I was walking down the road I was like we this is 
bullshit. We ain't friends no more. I can't stand that bitch. I hope he pulls her into the dark abyss with him. <laughs> the shit. Like, literally, I was so crushed and hurt that that had happened. But I was just like, this is just, you know, actually, as much as you hate Ronald. Fuck Ronald. As much Ronald as kissed Ronald. my whole fucking ass. <laughs> and then you had the audacity to do the same shit that that piece of shit was doing to me to Ronald. Because you ain't shame, you know it. <laughs> He's probably the reason we're still friends. Well, fuck him, but thank you, sir. That you know. I was actually gonna ask. I don't remember how we recovered our friendship. Um, I never told you I was mad at you for that. Until I'm not years stupid later, though, but you knew I know. I, I, I you knew I knew. Yeah, it wasn't because you was playing that silent treatment that I'm so happy you outgrew out of because I was doing shit I had to walk all the way down the street a good seven blocks to your house and ring the doorbells for you to come outside and talk to me (laughs) I made mistakes you make some mistakes too oh absolutely Mm -hmm. absolutely I mean currently going through a mistake but I'm gonna leave that alone (laughs) we have a conversation about that (laughs) don't let the past fool you and don't let it trick you as well okay all right well We'll see. Right I'm now, it's okay. He's in my saving grace. You out my house? Because you ain't fucking shit. in your house. Just, nigga. Because you ain't fucking in your house. And I ain't coming over enough like that no more. <laughs> but you're going to be like, right, when we live together, man, so I have guests coming over, so I don't know what you want to do. If you want to go to so-and-so's house, or if you're okay with the noises, but don't you come in my room. Facts. Facts. But how I hear no noises. The TV better be loud as shit. I better be hearing Mozart in the other fucking room. I don't want to hear that. Do you watch Mozart? I don't. I know oh. I'm just saying that shit. I'm like, we like Did a lot of the same shows. I ain't say you fucking do it. I want to be as loud as he was playing that shit. So I can't hear the oohs and ahs and the old daddies. Oh, Lord. What the fuck you call them when you're having sex shit? Oh, God. Anyway. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, I kicked you out so I could get some whack ass sex, which is just god awful. I apologize. I feel bad for myself. Yeah. But, you know, obviously we made it through, but that was my first encounter with seeing someone else go through emotional abuse yeah and again you know if that dark piece of shit ever crossed me and think he gonna look at me and say hi bunny i'm gonna smack the shit out of him <laughs> <laughs> and i'm gonna keep like i did one time oh my god i was in the car with my ex and we were driving to his house <sighs> i seen that piece of shit in the road I rolled down my window and was like, you dark piece of shit. And, like, we're driving off. Dude, when I tell you, my ex snatched me so quick into that window. and was, like, going off on me. But the fact that that nigga heard me made my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I know I just believe in life with me she telling you about it and not knowing it was you. <laughs> relationship is when I got some new dick and it was better. Okay, that's <laughs> my favorite part. Because he saw me at Cambridge Carnival shaking my ass and he was just like, oh, I saw you. And nigga came to my house and I'm like, I saw you and I knew you saw me and I could see it in your eyes. Nigga, I couldn't see you. So how the fuck you see in my eyes? Talking about, 
we're supposed to be together. We were supposed to be together the first time, but you broke over some bullshit because you decided to do something and not tell me that you were going to do it. And I want you back. And I was just like, actually, I have a boyfriend. You know, we were there for two weeks. He's a little older. Yeah, he, was way, older. Older. Um, he was way too oh, older. He was way too older. Oh, it's a little bit. Okay, bitch. don't even talk about it. <laughs> don't even talk about it. Over a decade. He was like ten years older, older than me, and ain't um, nothing but a little age difference. <laughs> <laughs> I love a little age. Hey, daddy. He was not that old to be no grandfather. Five page papers before I can get out the womb. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me unless your name is Denzel Washington. Anyways, you are getting beside. So he came to the talking about what you mean you have a man? I was just like, oh, I've been dating him for a while. I'm just like, well, you'll never have better dick until you have it. And I was just like, I've already had it. So why are you still here? Listen, I will never understand that line. You ain't never, never gonna have, have better than me until you have better than me. Then I'll have better than you, my friend. Okay? You ain't never gonna And you know what? Ladies, gentlemen, oh friends, we have got to stop saying the world's dumbest line of all time. You ain't never gonna find someone like me. I wanna find if another person. We are like breaking you. up. I mm-hmm. hope to God I don't find someone like you because we didn't work. Listen. That's for the person who's getting dumped for the wrong reason. Like the one who's, you know, you don't say that when you're dumping the it's person. It's just like I'm breaking up with you because I'm I'm just so bad. What you need to say is you're never gonna find better than me. That's it. There you're you not go. gonna try someone who could treat me as well as I did, who could love you like I did, who could support you and change your life you and push your goals. Your if you can't say oh. that shit at the end of your relationship, if you cannot truthfully say that this person will not find better than you. Don't open your mouth and say you ain't never gonna find someone like me because that's the best thing you can say. I'm like, I am so happy. Because we breaking up. If I I wanted you, we wouldn't be exes. Hello? He didn't get that though. Sure didn't. Black space, delete all that. Um, yeah, no, so I, I mean, I don't even want to talk about my whole ex thing, because literally, it's like, literally five years old, but just recently, this motherfucker had the nerve to come on my motherfucking cell phone mm. talking about stay away from his family mm. and I feel like I shouldn't even be talking about this but at the end of the day I'm gonna talk about it cause that shit had me that's some like you got a whole penis in between your legs and you're texting me telling me to stay away from your family for what we don't I don't rock with you you don't see me we've never interacted since we've broken up so what's the problem your family fucks with me because I'm a dope ass bitch. They love me. We have fun together. So leave me the fuck alone. What kind of man is gonna text another female talking about stay away from my family? Like, what are you two? Mm-hmm. Are you fucking twelve? No like, stay away from this phone line. And then, so and then, what really pissed me off? Her. Exactly. <laughs> what really like, pissed me off is he gonna call his sister and ask for my number like he don't got it. Even though he had already texted me talking shit. And I, I was like, listen, girl, you know he already texted me. Like, that's some real. And I really kind of got scared because that was kind of like a little sociopathic to me. Like, you going to pretend that you don't got my number because you hate me that much, but you really had it the whole fucking time? Mm-hmm. That was pre-meta-fucking-tated. Mm-hmm. And, and what the kind of shit that's going on nowadays, I'm not taking shit lightly. Because that, that's it has to be taken over your health now to hate me this much. Mm-hmm. It's been five years. I mean, 
it did take over my mental health. I still hate him. I hope he dies every day. It took but over I don't my mental health. Okay? <laughs> I just mm-mm. niggas be out here like that's female shit. Stay away from my family. But dudes don't understand that. Like you remember Daryl? <laughs> A bitch, how can I forget? How can I forget that motherfucker? Daryl had some mental health issues. He absolutely and was a legitimate one. He was like set on being my man and <laughs> I was set on not being his girl. <laughs> I didn't even fuck this man and he called me one day talking about I know where you live. I know your gym routine. I ain't been to that gym in months. I even know your gym routine. I know where you work possibly at my job with chocolate and a, a card and shit and I'm like this is don't you ever randomly pop up at my workplace you better call and confirm it's acceptable talking about if you leave me we not together what am I leaving the conversation because <laughs> the conversation <laughs> I'll kill myself oh I'm my just God. like what That's did I do nigga? to the <laughs> are you doing makeup right now Viv? Girl, you got a multi-tab. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, what did I do to deserve this crazy? And he's just like, I'm going to kill myself. And I was just like, you know, God forgive me. I I'm hung up the phone. Oh! I, hung up the phone. I, don't, I don't do well to threats, okay? We do not negotiate with terrorists. I never heard you be so American. <laughs> You put that shit out of my conscience. You kill yourself. You kill yourself. That's something you gotta talk to God about when you don't get there. The best thing you could have done is hang the fuck up. If that was where it stopped, I would have been okay with it. And then they called me and talking about you don't care if I kill myself. I don't even know how many text messages I had from him, like 50. I have like 100, 200 missed calls. Oh my god. Oh, I'm gonna come to your house. I'm gonna fuck you up. He left me a voice. He said he's gonna fuck you up. Oh. Okay, I'm laughing, but I'm scared. Bitch, I was scared too. I would have been just like, how long ago was that? And I, it was like, what, a year or two ago. I was, I was just like, it was girl. Last motherfucking year. It was last year. I was like, girl, this nigga trying to kill me. We gotta leave. <laughs> 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 Name Daryl, you got the. And he was just like, I just want you to know, I've been on my medication, and you know, 
I needed you to help me. I'm like, I, I, mm, bitch, I ain't trained for that. Okay, oh, oh, look, that's above my pay grade, bitch. That's above my education. <laughs> all right. And he was just like, I'm on medication and da da da. I was, I hung up the phone. I was like, good for you. He called me back, talking about, well, that's not why I called. I'm like, what the fuck you want, Daryl? I'm, I'm finna block this number two. <laughs> <laughs> why are you talking about your new phone? I know who it was. I have your number saved as in blocked. So who are you calling? Whose phone are you calling me on? She's like, well, that's the thing, you know, like, they said you have a restraining order on me. Well, Daryl, if you, I do, you violating it. So do I got to try to contact this phone call? Well, I haven't seen a woman in Cambridge. And I'm like, that's good for you. I'm happy you found love. I hope she's just as crazy as you. You can share crazy. Oh, he wanted you together. to get rid of the um thing so he could be in Cambridge? I have no restraining order on him. Oh. He just, the cops just told him I did. Oh. Yeah, so he was just like, yeah, you know, like, we were, you know, I got my car back. And I'm like, oh, boy, you got a car. You trying to hit me now? And he's just like, we've been fucking. And, um, you know, I'm like, okay, you finally been fucking. Good for you. And he's like. He really said fucking? Yeah, he said we've been fucking. Oh, my and, God. <laughs> this is fucking a nightmare. No, he's actually mentally ill. He's mentally ill. <gasps> what did, did you know what he had? No, he just told me he was on medication. After he had, like, a nervous breakdown, let me tell him I don't want to be with him. Oh, my God. And he's like, so, apparently. She doesn't want to be with me. I'm like, I see the fuck why. <laughs> no and shit. She's just using me, and you know, I like paid for everything, and she stole my money when she fucked me in the car, and now her brother's trying to kill me. And I was just like, okay, well, best of luck. <laughs> sucks to suck. You know, I'm not just like, what you call me? He's like, well, I was hoping that you know, maybe we could get together and bond over this experience, nope. and. You know, I'm on medication, so we shouldn't have any issues. Like, I was like, Daryl, did you make up a whole story so you could talk to me? I'm going to have to go. I hung up and blocked <laughs> Did you story. make up a whole story so you could talk to me? <laughs> Never, and I don't want to ever meet anyone that crazy. I mean, I I interacted with one guy who was just like super over religious and like literally be like, "Can we pray after we had sex? We're not married. This is not. We're going to hell." I'm like, "Well, take me, Lord, because that shit was amazing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> that shit was amazing. Listen, this murder isn't having boo boo. The last thing God worried about is your premarital sex. I, I'm trying to tell him. I did, but it wasn't working. It was terrible. We got a cussing pastor, okay? Three battles up with the last one. Oh my god, bitches. You need, need to be working with your pussy. Oh my god. <laughs> Yo. Straight cooked. Why are you in ministry? 
That's exactly where he need to be. <sighs> He's showing his true colors. All right, guys. I think we're gonna call this. This is at least two episodes here. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Because we we definitely leeway into some what I, I really wanted to talk about. about. We did it though. We did. We talked about corporate America mm-hmm. and being black, and then that led into racism in this world and what we deal with every day, and then that led into like being a black woman and why black niggas don't want us and oh, all kinds of. We did a lot. I mean, and then we did get into what we were supposed to talk about too in the end. Which is niggas ain't shit. And niggas ain't shit. That's what I really wanted to go into because, you know, we have so much material. Amen. Um, I just want to say that that's not a reference to my current relationship. Hey, baby, I love you. Because I know he's going to be listening. Lord, this, this is pod. Don't come on this podcast listening, act it up, okay? <laughs> that's all I'm going to say before I go. 